You can listen to The Professional Left on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for April 7th, 2017. It's not safe for work. Coming to you live from the global headquarters of those dastardly liberal activists who single-handedly brought down Devin Nunez, it's The Professional Left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Hey, Blue Gal, how you doing? Doing good. Hey, oh, I hear we have a new sponsor. We do. We do. Uh, we, uh, we have so many sponsors, it's getting impossible to keep track of them all. But this one's a very special one. Our entire episode this week is being brought to you by the most profitable business in Washington, D.C. this week. It's Where the Good Lord Split You Emergency Farewell Party Planners. Where the Good Lord <laughs> Split You, because for the minions of Trump, any day might be the last day of your professional life. It they're sure might. Yeah, they're making money hand over fist. Those good people at Where the Good Lord Split You, Emergency Farewell Party Planners. Uh, and they love our show. So they, they sent us a whole bunch of money and a sheet cake uh, with someone's name on it. I won't reveal who. But <laughs> they probably won't be working. I'll just say uh, it rhymes with Reince Priebus, which obviously <laughs> isn't a real name because no person would ever name their child that. So uh, we're just saying it's a profitable enterprise. They're kicking us a few bucks, and we do appreciate it. I, I uh, wonder about that. I wonder if it isn't going to be um, Steve Bannon who leaves first. Oh, I don't know. I mean, and 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 issues a whole bunch of leaks. Yeah. On his way out. Yeah. Well, that's the thing against the Kushners. You know the, you know yeah. the saying about attacking someone who who buys ink by the barrel. Yeah. 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 You brought that's in. You brought in the kingpin of white supremacist lying crackpot media and put them put him on the national security council if you'd like to turn him loose that's great right Uh, right (laughs) it's kind of like there's nothing more to say about that if you if you want someone who who has professionally lied for a living and has a very large platform on which to lie about you uh or someone in your white house and who, who clearly has a personality of someone who is Vicious, yeah, and and backbiting and nasty and evil, and it's it, it's like yeah. walking up to your drug dealer and slapping them and saying, "I don't need you anymore." <laughs> okay, well okay. then I'll just be on my merry way. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know you're into me for like fifteen million, right? Yeah. Screw you! I'm I've decided I'm going to go straight and be pure and be nice. Yeah, good luck with that. Plus, you know. If he gets kicked out, it, it'll be because uh, Daddy's son-in-law. Uh, well, this is the yeah. Uh, just told him to go. Um, well, and this this is the thing that got leaked this morning and is in the New York Times, but no one on television is talking about it yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe someone on CNN mentioned it last night, but um, Jared Kushner's security clearance documents yeah. uh, omitted a whole lot of meetings with foreign nationals yeah. that oh, you, he was supposed to report. Oops, oh, I forgot. Oh, you meant those Russians. Right, yeah. and it turns out, you know, sure, a lot of them are Dimitris and Vladimirs sure. and, and so forth. Uh, and uh, John Podhoritz was the one who said, wait a minute, that document itself is classified. How did that get out yeah. to the New York Times? Uh, obviously, no Susan Rice. no idea. Yeah, Susan Rice, right. obviously. Susan Rice. Uh-huh. 
went back in time. All right, so we need to back up because, and we need, let, let's talk about us instead of talking just, just I know we're going to have to do a rundown of the news. Yes. But this Susan Rice thing got me looking at, Wednesday night it was, Yes. looking at Fox, uh, the Fox uh, Twitter stream. Ooh. And one one of the fo- there's many there's a Fox fan Twitter stream they've got lots of different things yeah uh, but this one showed clearly that for the past four hours all of their hosts all of their show hosts had ex- as they always do exactly the same script which right. was this is a scandal there is a Susan Rice probe going on which is not true right. And uh, Susan Rice is the enemy, and it has nothing, you know, right, what Russia? This is about Susan Rice and her criminality and on and on and on. By, by President Stupid saying President Stupid, that yeah. she committed a crime. Right. right. Which is Just a lie. Just like he said about Obama. Right. right. It's a lie. Because they're black people who are Democrats who make him look like the fool that he is. Mm-hmm. And he can't mm-hmm. tolerate inferior people and inferior genders uh, getting right. all uppity. And so he's decided that it's just perfectly okay to pop off with charges, criminal charges, mm-hmm. um, def- defaming the previous administration by name uh, in public. Right. And, of course, the Fox News people follow right along behind it. Right. That's their script for the day. Yep. And and so uh, I got pretty deep into it, I think, that night. And I, I really want to make the political personal here because I think part of what – you and I try to do on this show is um, transmit a bit of sanity or at least transmit um, how we're feeling so that our audience doesn't feel like they're just alone and crazy. Because exactly. you're not out there by yourself. Our reaction, you're not out there by yourself. Yeah. Took a shower, got my teeth brushed and everything, and all of a sudden I'm standing in the bathroom, you know, ready for bed, and you walk by the bathroom door and I start crying. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, you're very good about that drift class, I have to say. You don't uh, I yelled, try What's to wrong? fix it right. Yeah, What's we got to fix this right away. Not again. <laughs> Doctor, don't you have a pill for such things? Really? Exactly. My, Did you take your lady pill? No, you, you, you are not anywhere along those lines. You listen and you hug and you figure out what's wrong as quickly as you can, but... Um, and what was wrong was I had just gotten ear deep in Hannity. I mean, I had just gotten the, the show uh-huh. <laughs> of feeling as though that is where the fight is. Yeah. And that if Fox News is where the fight is, we're going to lose every time. If that is the universe in which we are doing battle. Right. Because they're a unified front. Yes, they and are. They will never, ever waver from the talking point that they're on. Right. And you pointed out to me, you really very gently pulled me out of that mesmerism because that's what it was. It was like, oh, my God, they're all saying the same thing and they're all on on topic with this lie. And we can't fight back against that. And you just looked at me and went, oh, come on. (laughs) You're forgetting so much of what's going on. And it was and, and really, I love the way you brought me back because you reminded you didn't remind me that I've got MSNBC on my side, which would not have helped. No, no. <laughs> you didn't say, well, Barack Obama is out there and he's going to be fighting with us because at that moment that would not have helped. No. Not so much. You told me you put your arms around me and you said, 
You remember earlier today when you went to Donors Choose and bought crayons for that classroom? Yeah. You made the world a better place today. That's how we win. That's how we win. And I went, oh, because <laughs> I felt like the the um, Children's Defense Fund poster that says, you know, help me, my boat is so small and right. the storm is so great. But it's not that. Every little paddle toward making the world a better place is fighting this. And some of this is not going to be our battle at all because the United States Senate, the Republicans in the United States Senate this week have no idea what they just did. No, 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 no. And the amount of self-damage that the Republican Party is doing right now, we can't keep up with. Uh, and and Fox too. I mean, this is this is the thing is um, this whole sexual harassment thing and the just the mask is getting torn off. Well, and that's that's the thing. It's not uh, it's not getting torn. Off. It's been torn off. Yeah. I mean, the entire yeah. ghoulish, dripping, monstrous face of the right has been perfectly clear for everyone to see for a very long time now, mm-hmm. and so that's why the battle is not uh, in their backyard. Because yeah. they're just evil. They're just fucking evil. People who work for Fox are terrible people. And I'm sorry if you're doing if you're working for evil people to pay your mortgage. I really am. But if you work for Fox, you are complicit in wrecking your country. And you have mm-hmm. to go to bed with that every fucking night and get up every morning and walk right in and smile and say, Yes, Mr. Hannity, and lie and lie and lie and wreck your country. That's your job. And mm-hmm. our job, the job, the battlefield is getting other people with megaphones to swing their guns on Fox. Mm-hmm. That's right. the tricky bit. And right. that's it, it, because it really, the reason Susan Rice is even being mentioned is very simple. And this is for future mm-hmm. generations. If you don't mind yeah. just taking a minute. No, go ahead. For future generations. Here's what happened. The president of the United States, who was elected by the worst scum in America with the backing of Russia and James Comey of the FBI and Fox news, um, got caught. Uh, being stupid and, and being awful and being a traitor and lied about it. He needed a distraction. So he just made up a lie about Barack Obama, mm-hmm. and which he's done a million times. The, the, the president of the United States is a pathological liar and a narcissist and just a despicable, awful, wretched human being on every level. And he just decided to do what he always does, which is just lie and lie and lie and lie and lie. And one of his lies <laughs> targeted Barack Obama. This triggered a whole series of events because now – that he has actual power and is actually accountable and is actually mm-hmm. being looked at by the media every fucking day. Uh, he has to back this shit up. Right. And he just can't, you know, gish gallop past it because although he tried to do that, uh, everything from missile strikes to other lies to, hey, look over there, um, this wasn't going to be uh, uh, passed on. So his minions, his flunkies, who include the entire apparatus of Fox News, the entire apparatus of right-wing hate radio, and the entire fucking Republican Party had to reverse engineer an excuse for why what he was doing wasn't a big, giant, defamatory fucking lie, which Mm -hmm. it was. And in Mm -hmm. the process of reverse engineering, they relied on stupid people who didn't know what they were doing (laughs) to leak information inside the White House and then hand it off to their stooge in Congress who ran back to the White House to pretend he was discovering it for the first time, all of which just fell apart. And so here we are. We're, we're, we're sitting in the middle of a complete and utter mess, a, a you know, five Watergates all happening at once. Right. Because the president of the United States is a moron who's also a lying, evil scumbag. 
So, what happens? Well, now we have all of the lies that we told to cover the lies that we told to cover the lies are all falling apart. So, what's a magic conjure word that we can use to prop up our base and get the right-wing media back all shouting the same story? Well, they're simple. Birth, birtherism. <laughs> that's, oh, we can yeah. use that. Uh, Hillary Clinton, well, you know, she's kind of on the sidelines. Uh, Benghazi, that's a good one. Well, Benghazi is a, Ooh, but Susan Rice. Susan Rice is a big yeah. scary word. She's a black woman who's frightening. So and, now, and she's somebody that they have hated. in their quill, you know, of arrows. They have already poisoned their minds against her. Well, they, they have taught their it's, base. It's a trigger. It's a trigger yes, to hear those words. They've yeah. taught their base to stand up on their hind legs like trained animals mm-hmm. and bark mm-hmm. when any, anybody ever says Susan Rice. And that's basically their And even Lindsey Graham did it this week. Course, Susan Rice, ah! Oh, my God, know. Lindsey. Yeah. Oh, Susan. Well, so they they went through their little um, Rolodex of magic words, and the best one they could find was Susan Rice. So now Susan yep. Rice is a criminal. Yep. And the reason that this is in the news at all is because the President of the United States told a lie to cover a lie to cover a lie to cover a lie. Mm-hmm. And... The entire right-wing media did what it does best, which is all goose-step along behind him and scream at the top of their lungs until this, the Beltway media capitulated and made it a story mm-hmm. and decided, okay, we're going to have to fucking report this because they're, they're third of our audience, you know, the yahoos and yip-yops and morons and racists and pinheads that are on the right are all head up about this. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to have to treat it like an actual fucking story. Um, and that's how it became news. It became news simply by dint of the sheer... A decibel level that the liars and traitors on the right can muster. So to push a lie into the mainstream media, they can muster mm-hmm. an enormous amount of decibels to do that. Well, that's the problem. The problem is not that Fox News and the rest of them are what they are. I mean, that's a serious problem. It's that they have the Beltway media on bended knee and right. can push them around and make them do things. That's why we on the left have to fight the battle there. We have to get Chuck Todd fired. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's what, we mm-hmm. have to get Hugh Hewitt fired. Oh, we, yeah. have, we have to find out. I mean, I, I did a little. Kaylee detect- McEnany. No, not <laughs> Kaylee McEnany. Whoever no, the fuck but, hired but Kaylee hired McEnany. Her. Exactly. Who hired Kaylee McEnany to, and Jeffrey Lord to be on CNN needs to be fired. And that's right. where right. The, our liberal media needs to be focused right now because we are we are mighty, but we are small. So mm-hmm. I can tell you that, for example, the reason that um, Bill Crystal has a job anywhere is because of a 12-year-old named Jonathan Greenberger, mm-hmm. who went from being an intern and a, a camp counselor and a law student to being the executive producer at ABC News, <laughs> literally overnight. And the first person he hired was Bill Crystal, after yeah. Bill Crystal had already shred his reputation. Now, something is going on there. There is a story behind why this child was given such an enormous brief and that the first decision he made was to hire someone whose credibility is below water. Mm -hmm. There are stories behind why Hugh Hewitt has a job at MSNBC. There are stories behind why George Will is now a trusted NBC contributor. And the stories, those are the stories that we need to get at, which means we need to get at the people behind the camera. We need to drag those fuckers into the light. We need to start hearing about the executive decision-making authority that lets liars loose on our beltway television because we're never going to get the rats out of the out of the fox news universe because they're all rats mm-hmm. but we need mm-hmm. to find out who the hell is it that is conspiring with the rats inside of nbc and abc and cbs 
to give them so much fucking slack every time they fuck up and let their stories into, you know, help them poison the well water. Anyway, that's my two cents. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, you've got some notes here. I do. About what we want to talk about. You want to talk about the middle of our weekend eruption? Uh, Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. We just, we had a uh, little uh, uh, health scare. Yeah. Uh, Fair to say. Yeah, we did. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, I have to say, having a little health scare and waiting for test results in the middle of the week. For two um, days, yeah. Sort of stole our week from us. It did. Uh, And we are a, a team drift glass and i are a team so what happens to one of us the other person knows it's happening to them too so we were not alone (laughs) neither one of us was facing (laughs) this alone um but the test came back okay uh normal normal test so nobody's nobody's in danger uh nobody's dying nobody's nobody's sick even uh and, things and seem to come back normal so we we know lots of our our colleagues and friends and family members who actually have gone through or are going through terrible diseases much terrible worse maladies. much worse much, yeah. much worse well, so we're not saying that people, people our listeners know my sister's dying yeah. so that's yeah. i mean they know that yeah um but we just had this uncertainty bomb dropped into our lives. Really fast bomb. In I mean, during a regular, nowhere, ordinary like, checkup. We, oh, by the way. Like, oh, by the way, you need to be tested for something right that might kill now. you. You need to go, <laughs> right need to go get blood work right now. Oh. It's like, oh, okay. no. <laughs> okay. So, and that was just, and we sort of are uh, still um, getting our legs underneath us. Right. Still breathe, not... catching our breath. <laughs> It's not quite over, but, you know, we're at the edge of the woods now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, blood work all came back normal. And, you know, the nurse on the phone said, you, this is really good news. You're, you're really you're really OK. And it's going to be OK. And you're immortal. Uh, you got to live forever. No, no, no. it's no. but but what what struck me in terms of both of us, because I always think of myself as the Pollyanna of our relationship <laughs> and the one who always looks on the bright side and doesn't go down that hill of you know this is going to be really bad and the, the next six worst months case. to where you are going to be terrible worst case worst scenario. case i'm going to think i'm going to think worst case and when we when we got the good news i was i realized as i snapped back into okay you know now we face other things instead of this was wow i had really gone to the darkest place i could go uh-huh. and to me that's that's not how i present my personality so um, I don't know whether it's because of Trump or because it really was mortality facing us, uh-huh. you know, and, you know, part of it is um, when when I think about that, the thought is not necessarily my death or your death or sickness or anything no, like that. But no. it's it's also just, oh, no, he and I are now going to be apart. <laughs> yeah. And that I don't want to lose that half, right. you know, ever. So well, I, um, on the other hand, was chipper because I thought. You see, as a as a <laughs> the product of four hundred years of British oppression, <laughs> I just assume the worst thing's gonna happen. <laughs> and I was I was I danced out of the doctor's office going, I oh, told yeah. you so. I told you the world is coming to an end. Ha ha. Uh, thanks oh, a lot. Well then, see now my, I got my day back because now Oh it's, gosh, yeah. I'm always delighted so, when the world doesn't end at uh, five o'clock. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. speaking so, of the world uh, ending. But, but but no, but the reason we wanted to bring that up, too, is that um, politically and in dealing with this, I mean, that's what I was saying about crying in the bathroom, too. I mean, that we we were past that stressful point 
when I was sitting there thinking about Sean Hannity or I wouldn't have been thinking about Sean Hannity. But every day right now we are going through this. The the nuclear option uh, was brought in. Yeah. The, the 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 seat is filled. It's it's, it's absolutely stolen. This plagiarist right winger um, who, you know, I don't know whether he's going to be worse than Scalia or not. We're going to have five to four decisions in favor of corporations. Yep. Uh, that's going to happen. Um, and just the normalizing of every horrible thing that's going on. The, the headline today in our local paper was um, something along the lines of Senate clears way yeah. for Gorsuch. No, Gorsuch. No, it wasn't the Senate. Gorsuch seat. Yeah. And it wasn't the Senate. It was. And, and it, it, it was, once again, you know, Congress sells your Internet privacy. No, no, no. that's not what happened. And and uh, the normalizing of it. Now, last night, this the covering of the Syria thing. Yep. Uh, just people know uh, to pin it to put a pin <laughs> in the calendar. Last night was when yep. uh, the president of the United States launched uh, 59 uh, Tomahawk missiles into Syria for uh, apparently no reason at all. Well, uh, because he, I, I don't think it was for no reason at all. I no, think no. he saw on television TV. Uh, some children suffering. Yes. And this is where I really want to dive a little bit deeper than we are, because the children, our children, yes. uh, have wanted to talk about this. Um, yes. Youngest child, again, really wanted to talk more about this today, because all of them believe in their heart of hearts that Trump is just a monster. Yes. And you yeah. just don't have any time for this. But Junior Dude last night was watching and seeing this, and he had seen the footage of the children being being bombed and having the results of, of poisonous gas dropped on them. Yeah. And and I saw a video on Twitter of a one of the MAGA, you know, it's MAGA and American Eagle and American flag and Trump's the one and everything right on their on her um, Twitter handle. Christian and know, a Patriot, mother there. Christian right. Patriot, yeah. Right, and she puts a video up of herself and she's crying and she's crying because of the children in Syria. And I thought, oh my goodness, I can completely bond with her over sure. this. You know, she she is literally has tears running down her face. She's screaming at Twitter because how dare you have Dancing mm. with the Stars trending when these children are suffering? Couldn't agree more. And, you know, and, and I was like, I'm with you 100% on this lady. You know, this is not, this is humanity. This is not politics. This is humanity. Yeah. And so good for Trump seeing something on television and, and having a human reaction to it. Yeah. You can't, you can't deny him that. Now, except, on except. the other hand, except, you know, these kids that got bombed, are you going to let them, any of them come ho over here as refugees no. and make a better life for themselves? No, no. we're not going to do that. So having to are you going to walk back any of the thirteen or eighteen tweets you sent when Barack Obama was president? No, saying, right. Don't don't intervene. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's stupid to do it. It's crazy to do it. Don't whatever you do. Don't don't don't. Right. right. No, he's not. He's not going to do that, and he's not going to change. Uh, you know, if as I put it on Twitter myself, you know, if the blonde on the Fox and Friends crotch couch pouts about something else tomorrow yes it's gonna be okay well we're gonna we're gonna double down and change our minds and flip completely uh-huh uh you know As Assad did what he did to uh wave his dick in the face of Rex Tillerson yes he did who said ah, it doesn't matter you know yeah. 
And well, and Rex Tillerson still has one job, right. which is to get the oil for Exxon from Vladimir Putin. And, That's it. And I had a, a real strong flashback to April mm-hmm. Glaspie. Now, some of, our, some of our older listeners might remember who April Glaspie is. Uh, April Glaspie was, I believe, the ambassador or representative or some other official personage who was intermediating with Saddam Hussein mm-hmm. before Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. Mm-hmm. And she let him know as they were doing their little diplomatic dance because he was saying, you know, I have a problem. My country's broke. I need to rebuild. And I have no, you know, basically I have no access to the sea. And I have this border dispute with this little country called Kuwait. And April Glaspie basically said, I don't care what you do. This, the mm-hmm. U.S. policy is the border disputes among Arab countries are Arabs' problems, not our problem. It ain't our problem. It's on you. Uh, we're not in it. Whatever happens, happens. So immediately after basically saying we will look the other way, mm-hmm. what happens? Saddam Hussein invades Kuwait. Immediately after that, the same administration that had said, we don't care, suddenly it's Hitler revisited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Rex Tillerson basically told Assad, you know, whatever you do, you do. It ain't on us. It's up to your people to figure out what they're going to do. My name's Bennett, and I'm not in it. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and what does he do? Gasses his own people for like the 17th time. Right, you know? right. Suddenly, it's a crisis, and we have to do something. But here's the problem. What exactly did we do? Well, I, I was reading the Twitter stream of Malcolm Nance this morning, mm-hmm. Nance, the counterintelligence expert you will see on uh, MSNBC all the time. Expert, knows his stuff inside and out, and says, essentially, that it did nothing. It didn't damage the airstrips. Uh, it, you know, you could you could have sent over the proper munitions to destroy the actual airstrips, but we didn't do that. We also didn't destroy the chemical weapons. We also mm-hmm. didn't kill anybody, apparently, or not very many people, certainly not people we intended. And apparently we gave uh, our Russian friends a heads up mm-hmm. uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, so they could move all the good China to a safe location. Um, and they could give maybe a heads up to their Syrian friends to get out of there. So, well, that's the point. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it, it uh, that was mentioned yesterday as people were talking uh, around this issue of we might be going to war with Syria or we might be bombing Syria. We might be doing something. Clearly they knew. Clearly uh Chris Matthews knew, but couldn't say. And so they had a conversation about what would happen. And one of his experts says, we will probably not give too much notice, but my feeling is we'll let the Russians know because we don't want war with Russia. We don't want to have dead Russians on the ground in Syria because that makes it a bigger deal than we want to make it. And, And that makes a certain amount of sense. But then you cannot trust Vladimir Putin not to tip off Assad immediately. Right. And why we are trusting, and and we really are, it's clear they're up to their earlobes with Putin. And Absolutely right. This wag the dog thing of, look, we went in and did this thing to Assad and distracting everybody from the Russian story isn't going to work. Well, We're not going to be I'm not going to be distracted. He, you know, what's distracting, though, is Congress just left town. Right. For what? Three weeks. You know who was distracted, though? Who? Fareed Zakaria. Yeah. Well, and and also uh, um, Brian, Brian Williams. Williams. Brian Williams. Fareed Zakaria. Our glorious weaponry. Our glorious weaponry. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's right. beautiful. Yeah. Fareed Zakaria said yeah. Trump became president, which I thought yeah, was trademarked right. Van Jones. So Van uh-huh. Jones, you might want to get your attorney and uh, tap uh-huh. into Mr. Zakaria's bank accounts, which I'm sure are substantial. Uh, no, this this was 
a I'm not going to say because I'm not a military guy. I don't have access to any information. But if you wanted to destroy the chemical weapons and the air force of Syria, which is the delivery system for the chemical weapons, we could do that. Mm-hmm. Except that that's all Russian equipment. Yeah, we decided not to do that because that's not what we wanted to do. What we wanted to do was put on a very expensive fireworks display mm-hmm. to wow the Beltway media. Exactly. And exactly. mission yep. accomplished. Hey, yep. mission accomplished. And now a bunch of Democrats, uh, to their credit, this is the, this is the thing I, I, I take away from this week, uh, is dem- some Democrats really have found their voice and found their spine. They really have. And have said, yep. look, yep. you've got to come to Congress now. Um and mm-hmm. that is a, and that is a, a, a way into a longer conversation about remember when Barack Obama proposed doing exactly what Donald Trump just did. Except and, he and said demanded that Congress vote on it. Right. If you right. want to bomb the shit out of this country so badly, if you think that's the way forward, fine. You get your hands dirty too. You give me what the Constitution demands, an authorization to go to war. You do that and we're good to go. And all those brave hawks, all those tough talking chickens chicken uh, hawks in Congress, shut the fuck up and sat on their hands and did nothing until uh, things got worse and they decided to bitch about it. Mm-hmm. Now this is all Obama's fault. No, right. Barack Obama is to a fault, and I will say that deliberately, to a fault an institutionalist, or was, mm-hmm. and thinks Congress should do Congress's job, and the president should do the president's job, and the court should do the court's job, and we shouldn't have a dictator. So you need to do your job, which is to authorize me to do my job. And our Republican friends decided they didn't want to do that. Right. Because they talk a good game, but they don't ever want to take responsibility for a goddamn thing. That's why well, they were going to blame Obama for it no matter what, unless sure. they were on record that they voted for it. It was going, whether he went or not, was going to be a refrain of, look, he failed. Right. And let's so, all remember the like last they time. They made him, they, he made them go on the record and they ran away. They ran well, away. And let's all remember that when Bill Clinton went to war, mm-hmm. uh, people like Congressman Joe Scarborough yeah. and Tom mm-hmm. DeLay and Sean Hannity, a spokesman for Governor George W. Bush, all went on record saying this is a terrible idea. It's a bad idea. You didn't exhaust diplomacy. You have no exit strategy. Bombing some other country to, to distract people is nonsense. This is just this is a quagmire. It's a disaster. They all want to line up and shit on you when it's Democrat doing it. Now, yep. lining up and shitting on Democratic presidents is the Democrats' job. That's my <laughs> job. But this was a real simple case of, look, you have an actual point-for-point uh, point comparison, mm-hmm. a perfect comparator. You said bad idea. Now you're doing exactly the same thing. We asked for congressional approval. You said shut up. And now what? You're going to mm-hmm. just what, – what's the next step? What's the strategy? What's the overall view? What's the – you just pivoted in 48 hours from a, a, what you believed was a firmly held position to the exact opposite overnight. All right. What's the next move, genius? Yeah. And these yeah. are a lot of questions that Sean Spicer is going to have fun greasing his way around uh, if anybody in the press corps, you know, mans up or woman's up and asks him, which, you know, it's always an open question. Yeah. Well, and the talking point of the day is on Fox is – Obama abandoned Syria, right. and now Trump is here to fix it. And I, I said, you know, the problem is there was Twitter in 2013. Right. We, we <laughs> and have... so everyone's going back and founding Sean Hannity's yeah. Twitter about, you know, real nice of the president to uh, buy, declare war on Syria and go golfing. Right. Right. <laughs> from and, 2013, and, right? And, uh, and Donald Trump saying, is it possible to impeach a president for just incompetence? Right. Yes. yes. Right. Well, we, we can only hope so. But that's the point. The point is we know 
where the source of the contagion is. It's Fox yeah. News. Right. We know what the problem is. We know who the people are who are the problem. And we need a, a really uh, uh, coordinated solution to that problem. Mm-hmm. The, yes, and, we do. And, you know, and, and we, can't, we can't rely just on Bill O'Reilly um, ass-grabbing the wrong Sexually harassing, people. yes. We right. can't rely on everybody at Fox to just collapse because they're ass-grabbing the wrong people. And, and, and they finally got reached a tipping point, and now they're losing their advertisers. Uh, but we have to get rid of these people. These people have to, they, they can keep their jobs. Fox News can keep on lying all they want. But that genie needs that, to be It really is 31%. You see it so consistently in the polls. Right across the There's board. A 31% of people that say no matter what happens with Obamacare, it's Obama's fault. Right. There's 31% that say no matter what happens in Syria, it's Obama's fault. And if, and, you, have, if you have any sense of history, it's the same fucking people who were with George Bush to the very end. He's a good Christian man. Who who, yeah. who, did, who thought it was all liberal conjuring and nonsense and lies about that good Christian man, who then flipped immediately and turned mm-hmm. into independence the day after uh, Obama won. And so I just want to back up for a minute and uh-huh. just, just say, so the kids, our kids, because uh-huh. uh, I, I didn't want to lose that thread, um, our kids saw the suffering, wanted a response to it. Um, and Junior Dude was asking me, you know, was this the right thing to do? Because, frankly, I want to punch a sod for doing this. Uh-huh. And I said, look, you know, this is this is a hard conversation to have and a hard decision to make. And you know who has to make it? The president of the United States has to make it. And he has to make an informed decision based on long term thinking, not on what he saw on television yesterday and not based on uh, a whim that he's going to do it. Right. But really listening. And then you and I talked in front of the kids about it, um, because this is the kind of house we live in, about, you know, what did the generals present to Trump? Because this was clearly uh, a decision (laughs) that was made that, as you say, as Malcolm Nance said, they didn't hit Russian targets. They didn't hit equipment that Russia had brought in. No. They... They made a statement. They made. They put on a show for us, for our, for for Trump's audience. They put on a show, uh-huh. and we can talk as we did about the motivation for that, right? right. Mm-hmm. But they put on a show. They made a statement. They bombed some stuff. They sent a number of missiles right. over. Uh, no loss of American life. Very important. Right. And um, I said to you, I have a feeling that and and this is based on nothing but kind of the way we always do things which is look at what happened and try to reverse engineer how could this have come about right you know the gen the trump wanted saw something on television called his military brass in and said we got to do something this is terrible this is terrible this is terrible yes and some very smart person at the joint chiefs presented the president of the united states yes mr president sir this is up to you you're the commander-in-chief. You have to give the order. Uh-huh. You know, lots of flattery there. Here are the two folders of what, uh, you know, your experts think are possible opportunities to strike back against this terribleness, right? Right. Using words of one syllable. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they offered him pudding, pudding or jello. Right. Here are your choices. No, no steak, no nukes, <laughs> no invasion, no... You know, pudding or jello, uh-huh. you can do one of these two things. Uh-huh. 
and uh, really limiting the conversation because he's not a patient person to sit down and have a policy discussion. And somebody in the Joint Chiefs has figured out how to manipulate this president. It's not hard, okay? (laughs) But, you know, they they presented him with two options. Because he's not Mr. Follow-up question. And the third one is do nothing. Right. The third one is do nothing. Could you amplify on that point a little bit? Could you explain the nuance? No, no. What are the consequences of doing this long-term? No. That was the last guy. The last guy was the guy who wanted to hear all the freaking details, who could stand on a podium in front of 100 Republicans and explain health care in detail with one hand tied behind his back. Yeah. This yeah. guy wants to, uh, a menu with two items on it. And then he can hold it up afterwards and show people I'm, what he I'm, I'm president over here. I'm being president. And we got pudding. Yep, and he got pudding or jello. That's it. And so uh and and those were the two options that were going to get the results that the joint chiefs could live with that who are thinking long term uh-huh. you know what is going to have the least amount of consequences for us right and that does mean tipping off the russians and that does mean possibly knowing that the syrians are going to get tipped off yes and you know and that we're not going to damage their their chemical weapons capacity we know that that sucks we would hate love to be able to do that but the consequences of that are bad and and we're thinking it, we're we're going to go over here and play our 14 dimension chess and come back and for the president of the United States who just saw a blonde pout on the crotch couch and yeah. he's upset about it we're going to offer him pudding or jello and that is how this foreign policy is going to be right. for the next 4 years or or if god willing it ends sooner uh-huh uh, but you're right Barack Obama was uh, generals, we need to talk about this footnote I read last night in the Guns of August and yeah. what the consequences oh, of shit. Oh, God, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and and we were spoiled with that. We were. Let's talk about uh, the United States Senate. Uh, I, 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 You said something, too, about Democrats finding their voice. Yeah. One of the reasons they're finding their voice is because of people like Maxine Waters. Yes. And when you have someone like Maxine Waters like um, Al Franken, uh, like Elizabeth Warren, people who are uh, fearless. You know, Maxine Waters came out today and said the president belongs in jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he does. And he, he does. does. For lots of so many different reasons. He's a reasons. member of Congress, and she just said, look, <laughs> he, he and Bill O'Reilly are two of a kind. They both belong in jail. <laughs> it's like, okay. Chris, Chris Hayes is like, uh, I'm just going to let her keep talking because she's not putting her foot in her mouth. She knows what she's saying. Well, and, and let's talk about – because there, there's – this is the week that the uh, Republicans in Congress destroyed the filibuster. As yeah. a, and I a, think a, this is, this is the, the thing we need to talk about, right? right. And there's no – so now Go we ahead. have two – Two houses of representatives. Yes, we do. Yeah, uh, one with six-year terms and nicer bathrooms and perks, but basically they're the same thing now. And part of this is incredibly tragic and depressing because mm-hmm. we need two different pieces of that bicameral body to behave the way they do. We need the, one to be the populist, rowdy, um, one-vote majority wins everything uh, co- House of Commons, and we also need. Sort of a slower, more deliberative, more calm body. Uh, Experienced, yeah. C- slowing things down, cooling things off. You know, it's 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 the 
the saucer that cools the coffee or whatever yep, whatever the what phrase is. Washington said, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's you know there's a lot of imperfections built into the system, but that's what we need. But Newt Gingrich destroyed the House of Representatives mm -hmm. by infecting it with um, infecting Republican Republican congressmen with the belief that if they're if we just don't play by the rules, if we just, yeah, I've always thought of democracy as kind of a uh, a, a nice loft with exposed brick and hardwood floors and, and good plumbing and a decent roof that each administration, each new congressional cycle uh, can furnish any way they want. You can hang the art on the walls. You can you can uh, put whatever throw rugs you want down. You can put whatever appliances you want. But when you lose, the next guy comes in and the next girl comes in and the next woman comes in and replaces it or doesn't. That's how politics should work. Newt Gingrich said, no, 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 no. To win elections, we're going to uh, smash the floorboards, tear out the walls, rip out the pipes, and destroy the actual institution itself. And that's how we're going to win. And it was, it's been a long, slow fight between people who couldn't believe that one of our two major political parties was willing to blow up democracy itself to achieve power. Mm -hmm. uh, who were too dumb or too naive or too financially interested or too oblivious to notice the fact that one of our two major political parties has chosen a path of destroying our ability to govern ourselves in order to win. That depends on the other party being stupid enough to play by the rules that the first party will not play by. And I think that is now over mm -hmm. uh, to a large mm -hmm. degree. I think that the Senate finally figured out, the Democrats in the Senate finally figured out that uh, the spirit of Gingrich has now destroyed the other half of uh, the Congress, mm -hmm. that the people who have been elected from the Republican Party in the Senate are just as filthy and just as de depraved and just as ignorant and just as willing to fuck over the institution without or uttering pious words about tradition and comedy. Uh, Mitch McConnell is the perfect you know, figurehead for the Senate. He is a soulless, dead-eyed monster. Who's, who, who will who will just who just lies? I mean, he just fucking lies, and just look, will look you straight in the eye and lie and lie and lie because his wife has a cabinet seat. Yep, and, and a, and a billion dollars, more yeah. more money than God. Yep, and who doesn't obviously doesn't give a shit about the Senate as long as he's running it. Yeah. And these people spent eight years methodically sabotaging the Obama administration, using every trick in the book, and then on a dime they turn around and say, "Isn't it a shame how Democrats won't cooperate? Isn't it a shame why they won't go along?" And it's possible, it's just possible that there are enough Democrats who have figured out, oh, this is just a Hobbesian struggle now. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we can go back to being a, a, a civic institution, a democracy, but we can't do it while one of the two parties is trying to burn the place down. So we're going to have to fight, mm -hmm. fight fire with fire. We're going to have to start, um, stop calling Mitch McConnell my colleague and calling him that fucking traitor who ruined the Congress. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to be Maxine Waters and stand up and say the president of the United States should be in jail, which he should be. We mm -hmm. have to start for this is weird to say this, but for the good of the future Congress, the good of the long term health of the institution, it's really sick now. Mm -hmm. and it needs yeah. to have yeah. it needs to some radical surgery to get better. And the Congress, mm -hmm. Democrats in the Congress have to start playing by the Republicans' rules, which means they need to start destroying the Republican Party in public on purpose. I've noticed that every time 
Uh, now that Republicans are in power, every time they get in front of a mic to talk about anything, this is, again, the legacy of Gingrich, you will hear them not just talk about the policy they're trying to pass, but they will always take a shot at the liberals, at Obama. You know, if only Obama had ruined this, we wouldn't have to do this. If only Obama hadn't done this, we wouldn't have to do that. If only Democrats, it's always a, a whiny, bitchy, peevish, dishonest complaint about how the other party has failed. Let me give you an example of that, which is an email that was sent out by Marco Rubio uh, on Wednesday, I believe it was. It was certainly this week. Uh, Friend, tomorrow I will proudly cast my vote for Judge Neil Gorsuch. Judge Gorsuch is a highly qualified mainstream jurist, and he will serve our country well on the Supreme Court of the United States. All right. Period. Full stop. That's fine. Second paragraph. Unfortunately, friend, Senate Democrats are trying everything they possibly can to derail this vote. They are quick to forget the fair proceedings that Republicans gave prior liberal judges. Boom. There. Done. That's the part where they have these people have got to go. Got to go. They've got to go. And and they There's no have no proceeding given to Merrick Garland at all. No. And, and what what did Devin what, you know, this is a joke between you and I because it, it always is that. Yeah. When it, what happens every time a Republican, whether they're Bill O'Reilly, uh, you know, screwing the country from outside the government, right. or Republican Congressman X screwing the country from inside, gets caught absolutely red-handed doing something atrocious. The first words are, are, out of the mouth are, My enemies will use this against my me. My enemies are, the liberal media has <laughs> the done liberal, to me. I, my radical enemies. liberals have taken over and are trying to destroy the good I will do. And, and what did Devin Nunez say? What and Devin got... Nunez's first words were, liberal this activists. is liberal activists involved in destroying the comedy between parties and yeah. within the intelligence committee. Now, yes. See, now, see beyond the sheer, uh, again, soul-dead, zombie, Even lying. monstrous yep. lies that these people tell every day of their professional career. And and try to forget about the fact that they have to live with themselves. There's There's something really, really deeply wrong with you if you're a Republican, because I don't know how you can live with yourself and look at these people and say, yes, these are my elected representatives. But look past that at the party discipline yeah. of the rank-and-file Republicans. And by rank-and-file, I mean Republican-based voters. Yeah. Because Republican-based voters, people who call into radio shows, people who email me, uh, all do the same thing. They, it is. And they all know how the catechism goes. First, you say, liberals are monsters, liberals are bastards, liberals are fuckers, liberals ruined America. But I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about this thing over here having to do with insurance. Yep. They always get in yep. the shot first, every time. That's discipline. That That is something they've learned to do over the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. So imagine if every time a Democrat, whether they're running for alderman or state senate or governor or representative, or they're just a humble podcaster trying to make a living out here in the middle of the Midwest, every time they open their mouths about Republicans and say, of course, my colleague from the traitorous, backstabbing Republican dung heap that is the Republican Party. And that's just how, imagine if, 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 if I, and this will never happen, but Al Franken, you know, I'd like to ask my colleague from the Dung Heap Trader Party how he feels about marginal tax rates. And every time, every single time any Democrat, any liberal, anywhere open their mouths to talk about Republicans, the first things mm-hmm. out of their mouth were a reminder of how despicable and tiny-minded and ignorant and racist these people are. If that were the first oh, and if, thing, if every time for the next thirty-five years, uh-huh. 
you just if you just called them the party of Trump for the next 35 years and let uh-huh. that hang on them, uh-huh. uh, that would be better than we have done. What Newt Gingrich did with his party, with the go pack tapes, uh-huh. right? Yep. Uh, was was teach in a very Machiavellian way a vocabulary to his party that every yes. time you mention the word Democrat, it's anti-family. It's ant. It's big government. It's those in Washington who want to take away your freedom. Right. And so we have a, it's it's actually easier for us because we can back it up. It's actually true. That's it's the actually thing. true. It's actually true. <laughs> yes. Who the party that went along while Trump, uh, while Donald Trump uh, stole from the taxpayers over and over again, the party that went along and allowed a man who did not who had paid a twenty five million dollar fine for defrauding people. Yeah. Uh, a fraud and a liar and a compulsive liar and a possible uh, mentally ill or in some other way. Uh, demented person mm-hmm. take over the reins of the federal government of the United States, the people's house, uh, and allowed him and his uh, uh, pillaging brood to live there. Right. And uh, you're the party that did that. You're the party right. that allowed that to happen for and, power. And as they, and as it, and after it falls apart, because it always does, and as they put their little wigs on and put it, take out their Gadsden flags, yeah, don't let them slip away this time. Yeah, no. But that's this it. requires this requires actual coordination. This can't this can't be just uh, me and Blue Gal out here in the middle of a cornfield saying, "Here's what we should do." We're willing to do this. I'm willing to workshop words. I'm willing to come up with mm-hmm. vocabulary. But there has to be a fairly concerted effort to target the concept of being a Republican as something so despicable, so uh, shameful. That well, and like you lie. said, it's not hard because no. people are going to remember crying over the possibility of losing their health insurance. Yes, they will. There are 24 million people, you know, many of whom are mothers who have cried in the past three months. Yes, they have. Over the fear of losing their health insurance. That's something you don't forget. Um, the Women's March was not about some imaginary uh, uh, butt hurt over losing an election. It was about a threat from a man who bragged about it on a bus. Yeah. And it was a threat of a pain and a, and a uh, crime that many of them had experienced. Many of yes. the marchers had personally experienced in their lives. And so the outrage and the, and the, the um, psychological shock that comes from having experienced that and then seeing that crime get rewarded with an office right. by a party that went along with it and backed him up and put him on the ballot and said, this is our guy. And I was saying today, you know, John McCain and Lindsey Graham, after last night's bombing, uh, issued a joint statement. We need to rally behind the president. Uh-huh. Oh, as did and uh, I Bill, said to Bill Crystal. I said, yeah. Bill we Crystal said, now, you know. I, I could get back on the Trump train if uh, this never Trumper can get back on the Trump train if he keeps basically doing what I want him to do. Right. Right. Well, well, we need to back the president in time of war and time of this. And I said, uh, Lindsay, is this the guy who handed out your personal cell phone number? Uh, John, is this the guy who said he like he likes people who weren't captured? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and now it's time to get behind this guy. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because political power is all you want. And uh, didn't John McCain say that 
he anyone who suggested the uh, nuclear option was an idiot and that it would destroy the Senate. And who voted yes yesterday? Who did well, that? I, and this is uh, not to jump too too far afield, but this is where when I see um, Matthew Dowd on ABC News or I see uh, Hugh Hewitt or some other clown, mm-hmm. I, I now take that as great news. Mm-hmm. Because it, it confirms to me that the people who run the networks or people making decisions can be bullied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can be pushed around. They can be basically uh, uh, frightened mm-hmm. into doing things that they wouldn't ordinarily do. They they are just – they tack with the wind, man. Whichever way the wind is blowing, that's yep. what you'll see on television this week. Yeah. Yep. So Chuck Todd can be – the fear of God can be put into Chuck Todd by enough people – screaming at him in public and demanding that he do his job. That's that's great news. Uh, but we need to do that. We need to we need to marshal our resources because, we again, we are mighty, but we are small. But we know where to attack. We know what to go after. I, I'm firmly convinced of that. The center is the weak point. The yeah. people who want to straddle both worlds, who want to say both sides, who want to blame everybody, those are the people who are stuck uh, having to reconcile actual reality with their stupid ideology. If you're on the right, you don't care about reality anymore. You've, you've left that. You divorced that thing 20 years ago. You don't give a shit about that. Whatever comes out of Donald Trump's ass this today is the truth. Whatever Sean Hannity you know, pours into your ear tonight, that's the truth. You have no. You, you've completely abandoned your your role as a sentient adult uh, participant in a democracy. You're just a thing. You're just an object. You're just a pawn, and you're happy with that because you're an authoritarian and you like either taking orders or giving orders. That's your thing. But if you're a both-siderist, if you're a centrist, you actually have to reconcile the extreme, uh, lying, despicable evilness of the right with what's going on on the left, which doesn't involve lying generally, doesn't involve any of that stuff. And you have to keep straddling a fence that gets wider and wider and wider. And that's where the weakness is. That's you know, pushing those people around, shoving around Ron Fournier <laughs> and shoving around Matthew Dowd. Yeah. And putting the fear of God into Chuck Todd, that's worth our time and worth a, a thousand voices doing that. And I believe it can be done. All right. Fast round the horn of all the shit that went down this week. Number one, Donald Trump revoked Obama administration's fair pay and safe workplace orders. Second, the Republican Party just gutted your Internet privacy rights. Uh, Donald Trump signed that into law. Behind closed doors, of course, that's not a thing he signs and holds up like a four-year-old showing you his poopy. I made a poopy. Uh, the Trump State Department just cut off funding for the U.N. Family Planning Agency that works on maternal and reproductive health. We're going to cut that because, you know, freedom. Oh, and Eric Prince. Let's not forget, this was the week with oh Eric Prince. Oh, my God. <laughs> Blackwater. I thought, he, I thought I was already depressed. Yeah. Eric Prince. Yeah. Eric Prince, Blackwater thug and brother of your new education secretary, Betty DeVos, uh, hooked up with a Russian close to Putin to build a back-channel line of communication between Moscow and Trump uh, when he was the president-elect, you know, running his own private foreign policy. Because who better than a mercenary billionaire monster with a name like Eric Prince to, to build relations off the books between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin so you can get shit done, you know, without having to go through Congress or be we've seen We've already by moved anyone. right past that. You know, we've yeah. already... And, and that was... That was three days ago, so that's right. old news, and we're not talking be, about that anymore. That would be uh, 72 point screaming headlines on Fox News and in the newspaper for months 
if mm-hmm. it had if a Democrat had done it. And I don't like to play the Democrat do it game because we all know that there's no equivalency at all. But it's simply true. Now, on the funny side, this is also the week that the dainty old lunatic in the White House wouldn't even throw out the first pitch on opening day of baseball. What sort of fucking loser who lives in New York, who has the Yankees That's in why. his backyard. He won't go to New York. He won't right. go to New York because he doesn't want to be booed. But this was the, I think this was the, the, uh, the, the uh, Washington, D.C. team. But he wouldn't no. even throw out the opening day pitch. You know who, you know who would have thrown out the opening day pitch? Hillary Clinton would have. Betcha she would have. Betcha she would have stood right there. That's one of the reasons I was played. crying on Wednesday night. Was it, it it came across my mind that I was glad she lost because of what she would have to go through with Hannity. Oh, it would just, yeah, it would be a nightmare. And and that that's a terrible thing to say because obviously I don't feel that way. I right. don't, you know, the good of the country. Whatever little bit of good she could have done would have been worth it. At least she felt that way. But the shit she would have had to put up with. And uh, one last thing. I was a moderator at a Scholastic Bowl meet at the at the Gifted Magnet School in Springfield, Illinois this week. And there was a question, uh, five part, four or five part question on Donald Trump's cabinet and identifying members of Donald Trump's cabinet by name. Ah. And the seventh and eighth graders couldn't name a single member of Donald Trump's cabinet except for one. And all of them knew Betsy DeVos. <laughs> Every single one of them knew her name. Uh-huh. So congratulations, Betsy DeVos. You are fucking famous. You're famous. Yay. I don't think that's a good thing for her. No, no. <laughs> Each week we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty is Gracie. Gracie is just a lovely kitty. You should go look at her at our Facebook page and website. You can send your Internet Kitty to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, or you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go, Postal Unions. Letter on the air unless you say otherwise. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. And don't forget our Amazon link at our website. We believe in buying local, and we also believe in shopping Amazon with our link if your alternative is a big box store. That link is at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com. When you click on it, it takes you to Amazon and everything you do from there on in. We get credit for your purchases, and uh, it makes a difference in our uh, monthly budgeting, so we do appreciate you doing that. Thank you. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can too. Um, I particularly want to thank those of you who have uh, gone to your bank and put the professional left uh, name and address in your billing and then just sent us $5 a month from your bank because we get those checks and we We cash them. And uh, uh, five bucks a month doesn't make a whole lot of difference to you, but it makes a whole lot of difference to us. It makes uh, it possible for us to pay our electric bill. <laughs> and uh, we we deeply appreciate that. So thank you. Both our PayPal and postal address information is at our website. Again, professionalleft.blogspot.com. Please share our show on Facebook or Twitter. And thank you very, very much for doing that. Hey, Drift Class, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties wonder which number is greater, the number of missiles Trump fired into Syria or the number of sponsors who have fired Bill O'Reilly. Let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the popping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying and the fellow with the switchblade knife. 
Traditional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2017, Driftglass, Blue Gal Podcast.